It is that time of the year again. Halloween season is now upon us. And what better way to start it than talking about one of my favorite and absolutely one of the greatest episodes of Goosebumps that has ever been shown. Today we're going to discuss The Haunted Mask. Friday, Fox presents a Halloween special. I need a very scary mask like that one. Based on the bestsellers of R.L. Stein. I can't get it off. Goosebumps, the haunted mask. His face is your face now. <laughs> Friday at 8, 7 central on Fox. The haunted mask premiered on October 27, 1995. And I specifically remember that day because I went to my grandmother's house for the weekend. And uh, I had been waiting all week long to see this. There, there was been multiple trailers leading up to this premiere. And quite frankly, it was my favorite Goosebumps book. Even to this day, I will always brag and rave and rant about how good The Haunted Mask really is as a book and as an episode. When The Haunted Mask starts, we get an introduction from R.L. Stein. Now, it kind of reminds me of the way Todd McFarlane would show up at the beginning of the Spawn cartoon on HBO, which is amazing, by the way. And, you know, McFarlane would give you, you know, just a little bit of insight or give you like a weird saying or ask you a question and doesn't let you answer um yeah go ahead and rewatch those you'll know what i'm talking about but arl stein decides to take this a bit further and just doesn't give a shit he goes ahead and he gives you the plot and the ending he gives everything away right at the beginning which is really strange but it didn't even matter so without me having to explain all of that to you i'm gonna let the man do it himself Hello, I'm R.L. Stein. I write the Goosebumps books. In a few minutes, you're going to see one of my favorite stories come alive. The Haunted Mask is a frightening Halloween story about a girl named Carly Beth. The horror begins when Carly Beth puts on the evil haunted mask, and it ends when she discovers there is nothing more powerful than the love of her family and friends. What's so scary about that? You'll see. Viewers beware. You're in for a scare. I'm going to go out on the limb and say that this is the darkest episode of Goosebumps that had ever been made. Now, I'm not saying that because I'm I'm going to be biased a little bit and say, you know, at the beginning, I said this is the greatest episode that was ever made for this show. But this particular one as a kickoff for the whole series was way darker than the rest of the episodes. Now, I felt like I repeated myself a little bit there, but I'm just going to keep on plowing through. But. Um, this seemed more Tales from the Crypt style than Goosebumps. Now, I know what you're probably thinking. Wait, isn't Goosebumps Tales from the Crypt for kids? Uh, yeah, and I can understand why someone would say that. But this one, with the subject matter and some of the things that went on, were really walking that really fine line 
before it, uh, you know what all it needed was a, a couple more cuss words and a little bit of blood and it would have been a tales from the crypt episode that's what i'll say that makes a lot more sense than what i was thinking of in the first place so the reason i say subject matter and some of the stuff was really dark is because it really is to today's standards this whole episode would have screwed up people's minds and the reason i say that is because now that now that bullying is more rampant now and more brought to the forefront of the mainstream for kids it's you know i could see why this would probably be too much for children these days thinking about it seeing as a parent now i'm like oh wow you know had this had been today somebody would have you know went on social media and stirred up a frenzy and made a few hashtags and parents would have rallied around this person and you know all the biker gangs would have showed up and escorted them to school as if they were going to beat the shit out of a kid you know all that crap you know that would have happened today but in the 90s no in the 90s carly beth decided to stand up for herself and to you know basically have revenge on chuck and steve which is the shittiest bully names i have ever heard in my life i mean can you really be afraid of anybody named chuck or steve uh, I, I don't even can't even fathom why anybody would even shudder at the fact of hearing their names. These two little assholes make her eat worms. They uh, scare the shit out of her in a pumpkin patch in front of her best friend Sabrina, which I'm gonna have to say is the real villain of this whole episode. Uh, both parts, really. Sabrina's a piece of shit. Now I understand that in this thing they're trying to make her seem like oh you know the the voice of reasoning between Carly Beth and the Haunted Mask. But there's a scene where they're eating lunch, and this is the worm-eating scene, by the way, and a little bit of a tidbit. That was a, like an actual worm that she ate. According to R.L. Stein's autobiography, Catherine Long, you know, who's the actress for Carly Beth, she ate a worm. That was an actual worm. She didn't want a rubber one. She wanted a real worm, and they went ahead and they did like 12 takes to that. So I kind of feel a little bit bad for her. But anyways, Carly Beth's sitting there with Sabrina. These two little fucking jerks show up and they're distracting Carly Beth. But her friend's looking right at both of these bullies. And they, she, I know in plain sight that, they, that she fucking sees them putting a worm inside of her sandwich. And she says nothing. When she get, gets uh, scared at the pumpkin patch... Sabrina sees the whole thing, does not stop her. She's literally looking at her while these dudes show up. And it's like, really, are are you not, are you this blind? I mean, granted her cat costume was a piece of shit and she's like a gerbil. But, come on. Like, is she holding out? Why does she not want revenge on Chuck and Steve along with her best friend Carly Beth? Why is she always playing the sympathy card? Oh, Carly Beth, you know, leave them alone. They're just doing nothing. I feel like there's a little bit more of a deeper meaning to that and uh, some friend that I'm going to, you know, some friend she is, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm probably looking way too much into this and it was probably shitty acting and bad camera angles that makes me think this way, but I'm going to go ahead and stick to my guns. After the whole worm eating debacle, she runs home and rips apart the costume that her mom made. Now, her mom is actually really good at making costumes. No bullshit. She didn't have Pinterest or any of these other shortcuts that people take these days. She was out there sewing and putting shit together. She was really good at what she did. 
She even made the symbol of love that R.L. Stein describes the beginning of Carly Beth's head. It's this plaster head that she made of her daughter, which is just creepy looking altogether. And just you just look at it and you're just like, what the hell is she even? Why? Why would you do that? I wouldn't even do that in my own kids. I don't know. But apparently that was a symbol of love. So Carly Beth rips apart this whole costume and uh, she gets 40 bucks out of her piggy bank, runs to this novelty store and is looking for a mask. Now, the shopkeeper in here is just a is a weird old man, which is, you know, which is fitting for the story. But he leaves the back door to his uh, his shop, it leads him to another room and uh, all of his masks are there. They're all screwed up looking masks. One of them looks like Chatterbox from Hellraiser. Uh, and that's the one that shows all his teeth and he's real fat. And then, you know, there's a whole bunch of ugly other masks that are around. In the book, there are 12 masks, but in this episode, there's only six. Now, I may make a little bit of comparisons from the book to the TV episode, but, you know, you, you get my drift. Uh, I'm a fan of both of them. Another piece of the book that's not in the episode itself is the fact that Carly Beth steals the mask from the shopkeeper and throws his money at him well, actually just throws her 40 bucks at this dude like an asshole and uh, she runs off so uh, she runs out the store she, she's like hey what, what the hell am I doing and uh, the shopkeeper puts a clothes sign up and now she's screwed she's stuck with this mask in the book she tells the shopkeeper what she want, what she plans on doing with this thing and he goes ahead and he caves and he ends up selling her the mask even bagging it and she goes about her day this episode neglects to tell everyone why the shopkeeper is the way he is and how did he get herpes on his face and why does he have these masks in the back well i'm going to give you a little bit of his backstory so as a teenager he was a handsome young man he was doing a chemistry experiment that thing exploded and disfigured him so he went above and beyond and tried to make masks to hide behind human masks not like texas chainsaw massacre but he was making these masks that were that felt like skin and they looked really realistic and each one of those masks were mutating and they were mutating because of the of, of whatever was going inside of him he wanted you know he thought that he was ugly so that was manifesting into these masks and they were starting to to disfigure in the same way that he was so in this episode, you'll notice that, like I said, it's not herpes, by the way. He's got like these warts on the side of his face. And um, that's not his real face. That's actually a mask that's starting to mutate and the ugliness is starting to show through. Now, if anyone really misses the way Halloween used to be, this would probably be the episode that you should look at. Just because everything seemed so innocent back then. People were ducks and pirates and you know fairies and pumpkins and skeletons and this one kid had a badass ghost costume in it you'll see if once you uh revisit this episode and it was you know like i said it was it was a great time it was there was such an innocent everybody was out you didn't have to worry about all these weirdos but nowadays it's a little bit different now everybody you know you have to have these movie quality costumes and Every chick out there wants to dress like a whore and just puts, you know, makeup on their face real quick, a few lines, and all of a sudden they're a, they're a sexy cat or whatever it is. And I know because my wife tried that once. 
<laughs> Boy, am I glad once again. I'm glad that she doesn't listen to this. But anyways, you don't have to like... Nowadays, there's such a standard as to what a costume should look like or, you know, or what you should be. Because it's all vanity-based now. Everybody wants to show up and get the most likes and stuff on social media. And back then, it was just... Damn, well, fuck, I'm going to be a, a, a bank robber or a burglar or whatever it is or a cowboy. You know, everything was just so innocent back then. And that shows throughout this whole episode. But Carly Beth is, you know, the only one that really stands out because that haunted. she's wearing the actual haunted mask. And she's going around stealing candy. She's being an asshole. She's scaring little kids as she's trick-or-treating. And then she goes and just throws all the candy at them and, you know... None of them were good candies, by the way. They were those hard-ass candies. And I hated a lot of Halloween candy. I hated those bubble gums that would, uh, you know, work out your jaw, I guess, if you want to say. They only had, like, flavor for, like, three seconds. And then the rest of the time, you were chewing on rocks. Um, but, yeah, those they weren't good candies. So, anyways, you know, her friend's trying to figure out what the hell's going on with Carly Beth. Carly Beth decides that, okay, I'm going to go visit Chuck and Steve in the cemetery. Now, these dudes are both pirates. I don't understand how they're bullies. And the things that they were doing together in the cemetery are just the stuff of cringe. And like I said, it's innocence. So I'm going to give you a little bit of insight as to what they were doing in the cemetery. Here's a listen. 16 men on a dead man's chest. Yo, ho, ho, and away we go. <laughs> <laughs> treasure <laughs> Pirates treasure Why aren't these dudes getting picked on? Jesus, what they just did right there That clip That is basis for somebody To come after you and pick on you I, I'm not a bully, I never was a bully um, I will never become a bully But son of a bitch Like, why aren't these guys getting picked on? Even I know what'll get you You know, beat up And that is one of them but Carly Beth shows up, scares the trash out of both of these guys, and they give her a lame excuse as to why they were mean to her, and all they said was because they liked her. Now, that doesn't make everything okay. That does not make them putting worms in her sandwich okay. Like, no. <laughs> the things that us guys did back then to tell a girl that we liked them. You didn't have to be an asshole. You didn't have to be a jerk. But that's how... That, basically how we were wired back in elementary and middle school where you had to be mean to a girl and you know just because you liked her because you had no balls to actually talk to her and try to pull some moves off geez we were pathetic back in the days but anyways carly beth wants the mask off and that's because all the rest of the unloved masks that were in the back of the shop start to float around with the worst special effects i've ever seen <laughs> since uh Sharknado, but you know, they, they kind of float around, they chase her, they're all trying to scare her, and then she goes back to the shop and tells the shopkeeper, hey, I need this mask off. He tells her there's really no way of doing it other than having a symbol of love. So she goes and gets her sculpture that her mother made, and she's able to take off the mask. She now realizes that she needed to love herself in order to be a better person. Well, the ending, and which I don't get either, because she takes the mask home with her still. 
Leave that shit in the ground. Bury the son of a bitch. Like, burn it. Get rid of it. Give it back to the shopkeeper for crying out loud. And, uh, crying out loud, jeez. And, uh, you know, she takes it back home. She tells her mom how much she loves her. And then her little brother Noah puts on the haunted mask and he's there laughing hysterically. For many years, there was a legend that went around all the internet that told everyone that there was a alternate ending that was deemed too scary by the studio. The studio executives had screened it for themselves, looked at it and said, wait a minute, you guys need to go ahead and redo this whole ending. It's a little bit too much for kids. So they went back and did a couple of reshoots and a little bit of edits. And details are pretty scarce on how the alternate ending really went. I do know that they removed Carly Beth's uh, scream at the end of this. And uh, they removed the music. And all this is alluding to the fact that when her brother put the mask on, um, you know, she got scared. So who knows what the alternate ending really held or really, you know, held us back from. I don't know. Um, it is confirmed that it was shot and that footage is locked away somewhere. So I'm hoping that maybe one day they'll release it, maybe for a 30th anniversary. You know, who knows? Um, I just hope that it delivers because I don't want this whole thing to be a legend. And then you finally watch it and you're like, well, that was it. That didn't look any different. So let's just all hope and cross our fingers that one day that we get to, it gets leaked like everything else gets leaked these days or there's a special release out there and we all get to finally watch this completed work it's not the fucking Snyder Cut or anything it's not going to be a four hour long Haunted Mask episode now with all this talk of an alternate ending it kind of makes you wonder if they shot footage that was more true to the book's ending now the book ends with her little brother putting the mask on and Carly Beth running back to the shopkeeper asking him how to take this mask off. Now, the shopkeeper does give her a little bit of a detail that is not talked about in the TV episode, and that is, once the mask is taken off once, whoever puts it on next is basically stuck with it, no matter what. So her little brother is now shafted with this mask, and that's a little more horrifying, and a little, you know what, to be honest with you, it's a lot better of an ending than what we got in the TV episode. To add a little bit to the book's ending in the haunted mask part two we see one of the bullies puts on an old man mask and he's going around with his buck tooth and he's scaring everybody but he feels like the majority of us in our mid-30s where he's got all these type of joint pains and his back hurts um he just looks like he he's got a lot of heartburn going on and uh noah is not seen in the haunted mask too at all so did he get stuck with the mask and we just don't see him anymore or was the shopkeeper able to take it off? Now, I remember seeing pictures of the shopkeeper wearing the black outfit with the haunted mask on, but we just don't know. In 2015, we finally got our first full-length Goosebumps movie. And I'm not going to say that it was bad, nor will I say was it great. It was good. It was enjoyable. Uh, I really didn't agree with them throwing all the characters in at once. Because each Goosebump book is actually good enough to be its own standalone movie. And they just decided to throw all of them in at once. And then they just neglected the fact that the Haunted Mask is basically the best story that they've ever had. And yes, I'm being biased. But Carly Beth and the Mask actually had just a small cameo in it. And it was one of those cameos where you had to pause it 
real quick in order to see her. I was pretty disappointed in that. You know, for The Haunted Mask being R.L. Stein's favorite story, you would think he'd have a little more say and, you know, feature those characters just a little bit more. Now, the scene I'm talking about is when all the books open up and all the, the characters are running through the forest to this amusement park. If you pause it real quickly, you can see her. She's wearing the mask and she's running with the stick with her uh, ceramic head on top of it. And that's it. Like I said, very disappointing. Why The Haunted Mask was not a full-length movie is beyond me. As I say in every closing, you can catch me on social media. That will be linked in the description of the show. Also, please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, share. Do anything you can to support this podcast. I appreciate the ones who have done that. I appreciate the bad messages and the good messages. Because as I always say, any reaction is better than no reaction. And I will catch you next time. But you don't have to take my word for it.